Begin today the Gemara from the Mishnah on Kuvdalad Amadalev, the first Mishnah on top of the Yamad. Zog the Heilige Mishnah, Chalitza Balayla, if the Chalitza was done at night time. Chalitza Sakshayra, so the Chalitza is kosher. Rabbi Yezer says at night, Allah that is. Rabbi Yezer Paisel, he says at night, the Chalitza is not kosher. Bismail, if the Chalitza was done, removing the shoe from the left foot of the Yavam, Psula, it's possible. And Rabbi Lazar, in this case, it says that it would be kosher. So the Gemara begins with the Machlaikis regarding the Chalitza done at night. Shall we say, that this is the basis of the Machlaikis. So the Tanakhama that says that the Chalitza, or rather Rabbi Lazar that says that the Chalitza is possible, so he holds Makshinon Rivim Linagon. We compare arguments, and this is money arguments, to the halacha of a nega, that is regarding a rav or a kayim by a nega that is coming to paskin, a halacha regarding a nega, or a dayan that's coming to paskin, a halacha regarding dinimominus, money matters where people are arguing. So if we compare the two, so as Rashi brings, the Pasik puts together, koriv v'chol nega, a money argument or a nega, and by negayim it has to be by day, biyayim. So too, regarding money matters, it also has to be by day. Now when it comes to Chalitza, Chalitza has a relevance for money. As Rashi says, once the Chalitza is done, she can come and collect her Ksuba. So it affects a right of a money for her to be able to collect. So therefore, if we compare Rivim Linagayim, just like Nagayim has to be by Yayim, Rivim, and over here, this money matter that comes from Chalitza has to be by day. Omar Savar, but the Tanakhama says, Loim Akshinon Rivim Linagayim. We don't compare the argument and money matters to Negayim. Negayim has to be by day, but money matters could be at night, and therefore the Chalitza could also be at night. Says the Gemara, Loi, we can't say this is what the argument is. Everybody would agree that we do not compare the argument and money matters regarding and, and the halachas of Negayim. The Imakshina, because if we were to compare them, then So then, even if the Dintaira all took place by daytime, but just the Gmardin, the Psak of the Dintaira, would be taking place at night, it should also not be allowed. Like regarding a Nega, when the Kayan comes to Paskin and determine if it's a Nega or not. And Rashi says, we know, it says in the Sanhedrin, that a, when it comes to Dine Mominus, money matters, the Dintaira has to be by day, but the Psak Din could be at night. So it must be that we do not compare it to the Negaim. So therefore, what's the Machlaikis here? As so definitely everybody holds, we don't compare it even to Negaim. But here, the argument is as follows. So one opinion over here is that Chalitze is like the beginning of a Dintaira. So just like the beginning of a Dintaira regarding Dine Mominus, so that's the Halacha that the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, as Rashi brings, everybody agrees that that has to be by day. So over here, Chalitza is considered to be the beginning of a Dintaira. This opens her up, this is Mata her Lashok. So it's, it's considered to be just the beginning of a, of a Din, and therefore, just like Dine Mominus, the, the Dintaira itself has to be by day, so to Chalitza has to be by day. So that's Rabbi Loza's opinion. But the Tanakama holds Chalitze Kigmar Din Damya. Chalitze is like finishing off a Psak Din, which could be at night. Similar Chalitze, you're finishing off, you're ending her connection to the Yavam, and now she's free, and therefore this is considered to actually be the end, the, the full Gemar of the Din, and therefore it could be by night. 
Sagt die Gemara, Rabbe Barchie Katusva, Avad Ovde, so he, when he did a Chalitze, so he did it as follows, Bemoik, using a Felchu, Ubiyechidi, and it was alone, without having three people for a Bezdin, or maybe two, as we've discussed before, and also Balayla, he made the Chalitze at night. So Omar Shmuel, Shmuel commented regarding this, how strong and how great is this, the power of this individual, the Ovid Kiyichida, that he's doing, and he's, he's making the Chalitza following a single opinion. So as Rashi says, he wasn't saying this as a praise, he was actually saying it in, in the negative, that why is he following a single opinion? So the Gemara now explains, what is it that bo- was bothering Shmuel about what he did? So my Kashi, what's the question here? If the issue is that he's using a felt shoe, but stomach. Tanya, we learned the Stam Mishnah before that a fell or Stam Braise we had before that a fell shoe could be used. Elila, if the issue is the fact that he did it at night. So Stam Tanya, we also learned that the Stam Tana of the Mishnah says that it could be done at night. That was the Tanakam of our Mishnah that said that Chalitza is kosher at night. Ela Yechidi Kokashile. His question was, how could he do the mitzvah of Chalitza alone without a bezdin there? How could he do it alone? Because the opinion that says you can do chalitza alone is following only one opinion against the majority opinion. Why? Because there's a Mishnah that says, and this is going to be in the following Mishnah that we're going to learn soon. The chalitza was done in the presence of two or three. And one of those are found to be either a relative or a puzzle that can't be used for the best in here. So the chalitza is puzzle. So they say that it would be kosher. There was an incident with an individual that made the chalitze between him and the yavam and the yavamam. Between one another, they made the chalitze, they were both in prison. And this incident came in front of Rabbi Kiva. And Rabbi Kiva said that the chalitze done over there privately without anyone else present is kosher. So we see here that it's only Rabbi Kiva that says that the Chalitza could be done privately without any Bezdin there. So he's a single opinion. And Vamar of Yosef Bamin Yaimi, Amar of Nachman, Ein Aloche Azuk, we don't pass in like this, this, this peer of the two Tanoim, Rab Shemin and Rab Yechen and Asandler, that said that it would be kosher even when you had two or three and one of them is kosher apostle. And certainly, certainly not like Rabbi Kiva that said that if you do it alone, it would be kosher. So that was the detail that Shmuel was unhappy with, that he made the chalitza without anyone else present. Or we can say, Even all the other details here, the fact that he used the felt shoe, and also the fact that he did it at night, that's also only following one opinion. The Tanya, as we learned in Abraise, Rabbi ben Elisha. I saw when Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha did chalitza, shacholatz b'maik, so he was using a felt shoe, at night. So from this price, so we see that he was testifying that it's only the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel and Abalisha regarding these three details that it could be done in this way. So which means that the Tzadam Mishnah that we had, or Braise, that we had about the Maik, or about it being done at night, it was only being said regarding B'diyavit. But here you have one opinion, Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha, that says that it could be done L'Chadchile with a felt shoe, alone and at night. And that's sort of, so Shmuel was unhappy with all three details, that it's only one opinion that says that it could be done this way L'Chadchile. The Mishnah said, B'smoel Chalitzasa Chulu. So the Tanakhama says that if it's on the left foot, the Chalitza is possible. 
My time at the Rabbanon, so what's the reason of Rabbanon's opinion? So it says, Yalfinon regal regal We learn out Exeter Shove from the term regal it says here to the term regal it says by Mitzayda, Mala Londi Yemin, just like there it says that it has to be the right foot. Afkan Yemin. So to over here, the Yemin it's the right foot. So Rabbalazar, no, so the Gemara here is actually asking a question. So Rabbalazar is the one that argues. Rabbalazar says that with the right, with using a left foot by Chalitza, it's kosher. So the Gemara asks on this. So does that mean that Rabbalazar does not learn out this Gzayrishove from regal that it says by Chalitza to regal that it says by Mitzayra? But Vatanya, in Abraisi, we learned, How do I know when it comes to drill a hole in the ear of an Eved that wants to stay past the six years that he usually stays with his master? And he wants to stay on till Yoival. So you have to drill a hole in his ear. So how do I know that it's the right ear? It says here, regarding the Ritziah done for an Eved, the term ear, and it says by a Mitzayda Oizen, just like by the Mitzayda, it's the right ear, when they put the blood on the ear, or the oil on the ear, so too by the Eved, the hole is made in the right ear. So I see that Rabbi Lazar accepts this Gzayda Shave to compare, <coughs> sorry, to compare from what it says by Mitzayda, to other places. So, so too, he should also compare the regal that it says by Mitzayra to the regal that it says by Chalitza. So, that means that we have to change the opinions in our Mishnah. Rabbi Loza is the one that says it would be possible because he learns out from Mitzayra and the Rabbana are the ones that don't learn out. Rabbi says, We don't have to switch the opinions. There's a difference between these two Gzayr learning Aizen, Aizen from Mitzayr to the Evet, or learning Regal, Regal from Mitzayr to Chalitza. Aizen, Aizen, Mufni. The two words Aizen, Aizen that Rabbi Lazar says clearly that he does learn out, that's because both of these words are extra, so we can learn them out from one another. Regal, Regal, however, the two words of Regal, Regal, Loi Mufni. Over here, regarding Chalitza, the word Regal is not extra. Even if the word regal by Mitzayre is extra, but the word regal by Chalitza is not extra. So what if it's not extra? If the word is not extra, there's still a Shava though. As we had many times in the Gemara before, the rule with Gzayr Shava, when one of the words are not extra is that there's Gzayr Shava, as long as there's no Perchif. You can't refute this Gzayr Shava showing a difference between these two cases. So the Gemara inquires, if that b- both of these words, regel, are not extra, so my perche, what refutation do you have to this gzayr shava? A kilomifrach, the refutation is as follows. Mala mitzayda, when it comes to mitzayda, you know I over there was stringent that the Torah says it has to be specifically with the right foot. Shekinton, eitz erez, ve'ezah, v'shnitzelas. Because over there we see that the Torah requires additional things that you use in eitz erez, and then the ezah, and a little a thread, a shnitzelas. There's there are other details that are added there, so therefore we could say that the Torah is more machmevir, but that chumrah does not apply there by chalitza when these details do not, uh, are not used at all. That's the Pircha. But as the Mepharshim say, according to the other opinion, there is no Pircha here because those are details, the Eitzeres, the Eiza, Vishni Telas, are details that don't even belong at all in the first place regarding Chalitza. It doesn't come into the picture, Bechlal. So the fact that they're missing by Chalitza and they exist by Mitzayra does not show on a Chumra of Mitzayra. It's just L'Chatchile, not Shayach, Bechlal, to a Chalitza. Here the Mishnah begins <coughs> with some of the details of how Chalitza is done. 
But the Mishnah first begins talking about, there are basic, I mean, there are three basic parts of Chalitza. There's the actual removing of the shoe, that's the name, Chalitza. Then there's the Rikike, when the Yavama spits in front of the Yavam. And then there are certain Sukkim that the Yavama says and the Yavam says. Three components. So the Mishnah will discuss if one of them is missing. Chalitza verakika, if... He, she removed the shoe and she spit in front of him. Avaloi kara, she did not read the psukim that have to be read. Chalitza sakshayra. So b'diyeved, the chalitza will be kosher. Kara verakaka, if she read the psukim and she spit in front of him. Avaloi chalitza, but she did not remove the shoe. Chalitza sapsula, then the chalitza is possible. That's the main part of the chalitza which must be done. Chalitza vekara, she removed the shoe and she also read the psukim for him. But she did not spit in front of him. So here Rabbi Laza, Rabbi Laza says that that's also a critical part of the Chalitza and without it it's possible. Rabbi Kiva, however Rabbi Kiva says even without spitting the Chalitza is kasha. Or some take out the word lay. So Rabbi Laza said what does it say in the Pasuk when it talks about what Chalitza should be? Should be? It says this is how it should be done. So since it says kocha, that means anything that's an action, to be done, is, is a must, has to be done. So even if saying the psukim, which is not an action, is not going to be ma'akiv if you did not read the psukim, but the removing of the shoe or the spitting, which is an action, has to be done. So you're proving your opinion from the Pasuk where it says kocha I'll prove from there my opinion. What does it say in the Pasuk? This is what should be done to the man, to the Yavam. And therefore what that means, only something which is an action done in the body of the Ish, uh, of the body of the Yavam, this man, that's something which must be done. So therefore removing the shoe, you're actually removing it from his body, that's a must that has to get done. But spitting in front of him, which is not an action in his body, that's not ma'akiv. A person that's a deaf mute, so the Yavam, he's the deaf mute, and the Chalitza was done to him. Or the woman, the Yavama, she's a Chareshes, a deaf mute, and she did the Chalitza. Or the Chalitza was done for a Yavam, which is a cotton. So the Chalitza in these cases is possible. Ketana Shachalza, if it's a Ketana that did the Chalitza remove the shoe, so Tachleitz Meshetagdal, she should do the Chalitza again when she becomes older, when she's a Bas Mitzvah, when she's a Gadayla. In Loi Chalitza, and if she does not do the Chalitza again, Chalitza, Sapsula, her Chalitza will be possible. Chalitza, Bishnayim, not coming back to the Halacha in front of how many people does the Chalitza have to be done, which was discussed before, was discussed in the Mishnah in the beginning of the Mesechte, and we just quoted this part of the Mishnah before. So if the Chalitza is done in front of two, or in front of three, and it turns out one of those are either a relative or puzzle to be a Dayan here, Chalitza would be possible. They both say that it would be kosher. There was an incident with one that made a Chalitza between him and his Yuvame, and they were both in prison. It came in front of Rabbi Kiva, the Hikshir, and Rabbi Kiva said it's kosher, even though nobody else was present. So Rav said, based on our Mishnah, now that our Mishnah is telling us that that reading the Psukim, if it wasn't done, it doesn't prevent the Chalitza of taking effect. So based on this, if you have a mute, whether she is mute or he is mute, and the Chalitza was done, 
The Chalitza will be acceptable, be kosher, even though they both can't speak. They can't say the Psukim, but we just said that if they, can't, if they did not say the Psukim, the Chalitza is, is kosher. So therefore, by Ilim and Ilames, the Chalitza will be kosher. Now, Tanan, afterwards, the Mishnah says, Cheresh Shenechlats, if the Yavam is a Cheresh and the Chalitza was done to him. Or she, the woman, is a chareshes. She's a deaf mute and she's doing the chalitza. Or the chalitza is done from a cotton. The chalitza is possible. So now my time, why by a cheresh or chareshes, they have deaf mute, is the chalitza possible? Love isn't the reason. Because they can't read the psukim. They don't have the ability to say the psukim. And so we see here, that this is a critical part of the chalitza, and without this it's possible. So how could you say that an ilayim or a ilames that can't say the psukim, the chalitza would be kosher? Says the Gemara, Loi, that's not the reason. Rather, mishum, the lav b'nei The reason is because a cheresh and a chareshes are considered to be people that don't have the proper awareness and understanding, they're not a bardas, and therefore, for chalitza, as we learned already before, there'll be a Mishnah later about this, you have to have kavana, he and she both have to have kavana for the chalitza, so they don't have that das. Yehochi, if that's the case, si'ileim v'ilames nami. So, ilem and ilemes as well, if they're mute, so by them as well, why wouldn't I say that because they're mute, so they don't have the proper understanding and awareness to be able to do a chalitza? In other words, at this point, the Gemara is thinking just like a cheresh and chareshes fall under the category of an individual that doesn't have enough das to do the chalitza. So, if so, for a person that's only mute, a ilem or ilemes, that should also be the case. So to that, Rav said, person that's mute, but he can hear, is is a person that has full das, but it's just his mouth is hurting him, meaning that he can't speak, but it doesn't at all affect his awareness, his understanding of what he's doing, so therefore he can do the chalitza. This is understanding that the Gemara has now for what Rav said. But on this, the Gemara asks, However, and by the Yeshiva of Rabbi Yana, they said, that what's the reason why a Cheresh and Chereshes cannot do Chalitza, a deaf mute cannot do Chalitza, the reason is because they can't fulfill what the Pasik says, that he has to say certain Sukkim to her, she has to say certain Sukkim to him. So not like we said before. Before the Gemara explained that it's only because they don't have the Das. But Rabbi Yana said that the reason is because you have to actually say the psukim. And that's why the chalitza of a cheresh and chereshes would be possible. So how could Rav say that an ilim or ilemis that cannot say the psukim, the chalitza would be kosher? So this is interesting. Taisus here asks the question, so what's taka the source of what Rabbi Yana said? How does he know that this is the reason for the psul of a cheresh and chereshes? Maybe the reason for the psul is actually what the Gemara said before, that they don't have the das, like every like usually it says regarding a cheresh and chereshes. So therefore, Taisva says, because usually in a case where there is no das, but if you have a godl, if you have an adult that's standing over you and is showing you and telling you and guiding you exactly what to do, in this case there's a bezdin here that's standing there and showing him what to do, so we can rely on that, that even if this person himself has no das, the chalitza should take effect. So over here, just saying that there's no das would not be enough of a reason to explain why the chalitza doesn't take effect. 
And there's another detail that the Mepharshim add to this. You don't need any dust for chalitza, similar to what you would need regarding any kinyan or a get or a kiddushin. Over there, you're doing a certain action and you want that action to bring about a certain chalais. It should take effect, a new acquisition, a new kiddushin, a new gedushin. For this, you have to be a bardas. And it wouldn't even help to have a godl oimad al-gab of someone else on top of you. But if you hear, chalitza does not work that way. If you remove the shoe, automatically the heta comes about. It's not your action that's sort of creating this effect, but just by the removal of the shoe, the heta comes. So therefore, das is not required in that sense. So therefore, Rabbi Yanai said, the only reason the cheresh and chereshes cannot do the chalitza is because they have to be able to speak and say the psukim. So that goes against what Rav said before, that an ilam or an ilamis that can't speak would be good for chalitza. So Ella the Gemara reverses what Rav said. Ella ki yitme de Rav What Rav said was really said on the seifa of the Mishnah. Asayfit, ma goes on the seifa. So it said there, Cheresh chenechlatz v'chareshes shecholza, that if the Cheresh, the chalitza was done to him, or the Cheresh did the chalitza, v'achilatz is menakotan, or a cotton did the chalitza was done to him, chalitza sapsula, the chalitza is puzzle. So on my Rav, on this Rav said, hashter the omrit, kriye ma'akheves, ma'akve, now that you're saying that the chalitza is puzzle by a Cheresh and Cheresh, which means that the saying of the psukim is Significant and this holds it back from taking effect. So if so, regarding a person that's just mute, that the chalitza was done either he or she are mute, the chalitza would also be possible because they can't say the psukim. Now masnisin What it says in our Mishnah will follow Rabzeira's opinion. says. Now what the Gemara here will explain is the Mishnah said that in a case where you have two people that are able to speak. But they did not say the psukim, so b'diyavid the chalitza is kosher. But in the safe of the Mishnah we see that by a cheresh and chereshes, and Rava adds to that, a ilem and ilemes, which they can't speak, and over here the chalitza would be possible. So what's the difference? If you need them to, to say the psukim, what difference does it make if he has the ability to speak or not? So this is based on what Rav says. Dama Rav Zayde, says the halacha regarding a karma mincha. If the mincha is brought in such a way that it's possible to mix it, so the halacha by a mincha, the teire by a mincha uses the term balula, that the flour and the oil should be mixed. So in order for it to be possible to be mixed, as Rashi here brings, the shear is that the bowl is large enough that if you have 60 isodine in it, it's going to be able to be mixed. But if you add 61, it's too small for it to be mixed. So therefore the halacha is, if you're, if you're putting into that bowl flour and oil that is small enough of an amount that it could be mixed, so then the actual mixing is not going to prevent the mincha of being a kosher mincha. Just the fact that it could be mixed is good enough. So again, in the words of Rav Zayde, if it's an, and the measurement is small enough that it could be mixed, so then the actual bila of mixing the mincha, it does not hold it back. When the Pasuk says, Balula, it's not ma'akiv. So even though it's a detail in the mitzvah, which is not ma'akiv. But if this is something that can't be mixed, there's too much over here in this bowl and it can't be mixed, so then Bila ma'akiv is by. So then the fact that it wasn't mixed will prevent this mincha of being a kosher mincha. So what the point you see over here is, that when you have a detail of a mitzvah, where you see in the Torah that that detail is not ma'akiv the mitzvah, but it at least has to be something which could be done.
But if it can't be done at all, if the mixture here can't be done, then it will be ma'akiv. And similar over here, we have a detail of the mitzvah of chalitza, which is reading the psukim. But it's not ma'akiv, but it does have to be an individual that could say the psukim. Otherwise, it's going to be possible, and that's why cheresh, chereshes, ilam, ilamas would be possible. It was sent, Allah was sent to the father of Shmuel, that a Yavama, once she spit in front of her Yavam, so even though just the spitting itself is, is not at all the fulfillment of the mitzvah of Chalitza, but once she did this, now she cannot do Yibum anymore, she cannot get married to her Yavam, and she has to do only Chalitza. So what do I understand from here? The Ifsil Allah Me'achim. That just by spitting, only doing one part of chalitza. Chalitza has three components. The spitting, removing of the shoe, and saying the psukim. So even if the psukim are not ma'akev, but at least spitting and removing of the shoe. But just the the, 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 the spitting alone, will make her puzzle of getting married to any of the brothers, even if it will not be mat to her to get married to anybody else. Mani, according to whose opinion is this? Is this following Rabbi Kiva's opinion? So what did Rabbi Kiva say in our Mishnah? That if um, you only remove the shoe and you did not spit. So then Rabbi Kiva says the chalitza would be kosher. So if this would be following Rabbi Kiva's opinion, so that can't be. If when you're actually doing the mitzvah of chalitza, to be mater l'shuk. So over here there's a swara to say as follows. Maybe we should compare the two details that there are here, removing the shoe and spitting, to this that we find by the emerim of a carbon. A carbon also has different components and different things that you have to do. And one of them is those fats and those pieces from the animal that have to be brought and burnt on the mizbeach. That's one part of what has to be done with carbonus. Now what's the halacha by the emerim? If the emerim are not here, they got lost, they got tome, it can't be brought on the Mizbeach. So then the fact that you didn't burn it on the Mizbeach does not hold back the carbon of taking effect. But when it is here, ma'akvi. So then it is ma'akvi. You must burn it on, you must burn it on the Mizbeach. So over here, we should say the same thing, to the components that there is in the mitzvah of chalitza, the spitting and removing the shoe. That if it's a situation that right now there's nobody here to spit anymore, so then maybe it shouldn't be ma'akiv. But if you're doing the mitzvah now, and the, you, have to ha- you have both components that could be done, the removing of the shoe and the spitting, it should be ma'akiv. Again, like we find by the carbon, that when you have the emerim to bring them, it is ma'akiv, you must bring them. That's what I would logically say. And nevertheless, what does Rabbi Kiva say? Omar Rabbi Kiva, still Rabbi Kiva comes and says, Loi ma'akfa. That even now, when you have this woman there, and she did the chalitza just by removing the shoe, and she's not spitting, still it doesn't hold up the chalitza of taking effect, and the mitzvah is done. So me'achin ifsila. So if so, most definite. So sorry, me'achin ifsila. So you're going to come and say that just by spitting alone, she's going to make herself possible from the brothers. If you see benigate to the mitzvah of chalitza where you would expect that the spitting should be part of the mitzvah. But still Rabbi Kiva says, no, it's not integral to the mitzvah. Without it, it's, it, it takes effect. For sure, just the spitting alone should not be effective to make a puzzle to the brothers. The Elah, so therefore it's not Rabbi Kiva's opinion, but rather Rabbi Loza. We're following here Rabbi Loza's opinion. Rabbi Loza says, when it comes to the mitzvah of chalitza, there are two parts. You have to remove the shoe, and you also have to spit. So on this, over here, what Rabbi Loza was saying is that there's two things that Chalitza accomplishes. One is to be mat to her, to get married to anybody else. And for that, you have to have both. But there's another thing Chalitza does. Once you did Chalitza, you can't do Yibim anymore. 
become possible to any of the brothers for Yibum, and you cannot only do Chalitza. So, or, I mean, once the Chalitza is done, is done. But over here, the point is that even if you only did one part of the Chalitza, which is the spitting, that alone, even if it's not Matahil Shok, it'll make her puzzle to the brothers. That's what it would come out here according to Rabbi Lozer. But the question is, We have over here two components that have to be done in order to create this heter that she should be able to get married to whoever she wants. Now, when it comes to such a situation and you have two components that are creating this heter for her, or in other cases where two things create a heter, so they don't work one without the other. So if so, over here, why would one without the other have the effect that she should become puzzle to one of the brothers? Just like the heta doesn't work, so to puzzle her to any of the brothers shouldn't take effect either. So that says the Gemara, Ela Rebbe. We have to say what it says over here follows Rebbe's opinion. And Rebbe, according to Rebbe, one without a, the other would have the effect to puzzle her from the brothers. And the Gemara brings again a halacha that Rebbe said regarding Karbanis. Netanya Rebbe says as follows, Kivsei Atzeres. When it comes to the kvasim, the lambs that are brought on the, karba, the karbanis of Shvuis, so on Shvuis, so you bring these two kvasim together with two breads. So the, the, the two kvasim and the two breads are lifted up together, and then you burn the, the, bring the, the kvasim as a carbon on the Mizbeach, and then afterwards the kainim eat the Shteyalechem. So over there, when it comes to these Kivsei Atzeres, Ein Mekatshem Alechem. So these two lambs that are brought as karbanes, they will not sanctify the bread. And Rashi explains what level of sanctity are we talking about? What level of kedusha? These breads are all—they they come from the money of the machtas shekel of the base of mikdash. So they have a kedusha in them, but only a kedusha of mummy, of the value of them. But in order that it should have a kedusha of the guf of the of the physical breads themselves, have the proper kedusha that the halacha of kachim should apply, as Rashi here brings, that the kedusha that then applies is that you're not allowed to take it out of the azara and that it can't become nicer. When does that kedusha on these shtei alechem take effect? Only after the, car- the carbon, the, t- the, the two kvasim that's brought with them, are done properly. And here, regarding the carbon of the two kvasim, there are two components, as the Gemara here, the Brais here explains. So, The breads do not have that full kedusha in them until the shchita of the kvasim is done. So, Keitzah, what does this mean? What does this include? If you shechted these two kvasim for their sake, for the, for the carbon shlamim that's being brought, for the tzibur, for the carbon manshvuis, and the zarek damon he sprayed the blood on the mizbech also for the right purpose. So then, kiddush alechem, that is what sanctifies the breads to become their, their full kedusha, the kedusha saguf. Now, shochat shaloy lishman, but if the shechita was done not for the right sake, the zarek lishman, but the zrike was done for the right sake, so the, this will not be Mekadosh to Lechem, because he started off with the Shechite, Shalai Lishma. However, if Shachton Lishman, if the Shechite was done Lishma for the sake of the carbon, properly for the Shlamim and so on, and then Vizarak Daman, Shalai Lishman, so then he sprayed the blood, Nach Lishma, so over here, Kadosh Ve'ene Kadosh. It'll be sanctified through this, that he did the Shechita Lishma, but because the second component, which is the Zrike, was not on Lishma, so it's not going to be Kaddish. So what does this mean? It's going to be Kaddish, as Rashi says, for the fact that now it's going to be Kachim, you can't take it out of the Azara, but it's not going to be Kaddish, that the Kayanim still can't eat from the Shteya Lechem. 
because the carbon that's brought along with them was not brought properly. So what do we see over here? Divrei Rabbi, this is Rabbi's opinion. So Rabbi over here is basically saying that when you have these two components to be Mekadosh, the, the Lechem, and only one was done and not the other, so it'll become partially Kadosh. It'll become Kadosh for the fact that you can't take it out of the Azara, but for the fact that now the Kainim can eat from it, that does not take effect. So similar to what Rabbi says here, the Gemara is applying over here regarding Chalitza. Chalitza also has a double effect. It makes her, this Yavama, mutal shok, and it also makes her puzzle to the brothers. So if a half a Chalitza was done, only the Rikika, the spitting, so then the Hetel shok will not take effect, but you can't say it doesn't take effect at all. Since one component was done, she will become puzzle to her brothers. Similar to what Rabbi says by the carbon here. Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon argues in this, the breads do not become Kaddish until the Shechite is done Lashman, and the second component is and the Zrika of the blood is also done Lashman. So therefore, according to Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon, in our case as well, if you don't do both components of the Chalitza, the zero effect, not for her Heter Lashok, and also not the Passeler from the brothers.